Hey, what's going on? It's Stokely from Sauce on the Lay. I don't know if my microphone is well charged up, but hey. So I want to. This is what I've been wanting to talk about for maybe a few days or so. Um, consumption. Okay, the U.S. I've been talking about economic related and financial stuff sometimes because those are things that are top of mind. Um, you know, we know that there's a there's a um, there's a difficulty for people to afford housing, whether it's buying a home or renting right now. And this is not something that's just relegated to my uh, demographic. It's affecting everyone now. I see people of all demographics complaining about the rent and about how um, home affordability. Um, so it's something that's you know a problem and you know the the top things that people stress about are money relationships and health money relationships and health so that's why i guess it makes sense that so many of the content creators nowadays they grasp at low-hanging fruit especially relationship related things that's much that's the most low-hanging fruit subject matter to talk about because everybody has problems in that department um, then secondarily, maybe politics, but uh, politics, you know, not so. And then, you know, most people like to think don't even, don't, they're, they're so um, jaded about money. They're so hurt about money. They're so indisciplined when it comes to money. They don't even look at money content. The lowest hanging fruit out, out of those three things is um, is relationships, then health a little bit. But as we know, 65% of Americans are overweight. So we're not really looking into that either, nor are we looking into finances. So we struggle in the financial. We're struggling in all of those areas, struggling in a lot of areas, but struggling in those, those three areas that, you know, I, I feel like uh, content creators online use as pain points. You know, David Ramsey and um, Susie Orman, um, you know, they made their bones by talking about financial things. Um, you know, you have the... the myriad of relationship gurus and, and people who just don't even have anything involved in the business of financially don't have any financial skin in the, in the game regarding relationships but they talk about it because it creates controversy and it brings attention to their content and then regarding health you know everybody you know there's a lot of guys out there and a lot of them I support like Dr. Berg and um, uh, Dr. Oz and um, so many so many so many names you know so many names you know all these fitness people um you know um yeah so they're they're all the, you know all these pain points where there's money that can be generated but i think that um in the case of finance finance there's a way to kind of get that done and make it happen now regarding rent and a place to live if you're not um if you don't have a network and, you know, I mean, this anecdotally, of course, not everybody can make it, but the majority of people will would be able to make it. Uh, and that's why America is considered a wealthy country, because we're supposed to have a large middle class. Now, that's kind of getting eroded for the reasons that I mentioned earlier, where um, uh, a lot of people are struggling to pay for housing and to, or the rent. Um, 65% or so Americans can't afford a $500 emergency. 
strangely enough, 65% of the population is overweight. So I, you know, I don't know, 65% of us are not really in a good place financially, health-wise, um, and relationships-wise. You know, 50% of marriages end in divorce. If that's a, if that's a metric for relationship success, so that we got 65, 65, and 50. If you had three classes in school and you got a 65 and a 65 and a 50, then you would have my average. You'd have like a D minus. You have a D minus. That means you're failing. Anyhow, um, that's not necessarily what I want to talk about, but I did want, I want, I like talking about economics. I like talking about health. Um, I don't really like talking about relationships. Um, it's not something that I'm an expert in, nor had much success in. Um, so it's not really something that I can comment on um, when it comes to uh, romantic relationships stuff. Uh, I don't have any comment on that. When it comes to your family now, uh, family, you got to, you know, the ones that help you, you got to stick with them and develop them. The ones that um, are toxic, you got to stay the heck away from them. And your parents, you got to show them respect no matter what. You know that's that's my philosophy, but that may not be applicable to everybody because every nothing is absolute. So, um, what I did want to talk about sometimes <clears throat> on my social media accounts, people will just pop up, strangers just send me a message or request me or whatever, and it'll be um, it'll be either a guy who is showing a lot of wealth or a woman who is eh, relatively attractive or or one that's just totally outright just like you know like uh like uh i don't know ex almost exposing herself right and what all these people are doing which it's not an actual person it's typically someone who is using images that they found online or took over somebody else's account that's doing this. What they're doing is trying to scam you or me. They're trying to run a scam. Some of them want you to buy Bitcoin. They want you to send them some money. Some of them want you them want you to send them pictures of yourself to entice you to eventually send them send you send them illicit pictures which will result in sextortion some of them just want you to subscribe to whatever whatever they're selling whatever dream they're selling whatever pyramid scheme they might be selling whichever financial scam they're trying to be selling whichever whatever um uh, pornography they're trying to sell or some of them just want to take over your account. Now, first they have to grab you. First they have to get your attention. First they have to bait you in. They either use beauty or success or your greed to blindside you, kind of blindside you, to reel you in. And then when 
Hey, what's going on, man? I got cut off because my microphone shut off, so I don't know where I left off. But um, I was talking about failing, and I was talking about um, the majority of people failing right now, basically. You know, I mean, uh, if you look for an, on it on a material sense, <clears throat> um, you know, unfortunately, we're in a materialistic world where our material, uh, we're valued by our material possessions. I don't value myself by my material possessions because if I lose my material possessions, I'm not going to, I'm going to try to still maintain resilience so I can regain more material possessions. I make the material, the material doesn't make me, you know, but in the eyes of other people who maybe I'm trying to impress or really it's deceive or attract or whatever the case may be, I'm measured by my material, you know what I mean? External of uh, my own self-value that's that's the material is what oh man it made me miss the light is what people measure you by you know by that car that you have by the clothes that you wear your presentation of course you know what i mean i see a guy that looks um disheveled you know i'm kind of thinking twice you know what i mean but you can you know look neat without doing all of that so anyhow I'm just saying that regarding this economic climate, and it's crazy that this is an overt on top of mind thing where people are always complaining about money right now, you know, and, and, and complaining about spending and complaining about bills and all these things. But when you look at our spending patterns, you see a lot, a, a lack of discipline in a lot of places. And um, like for me, I know that in one year I spent over a thousand dollars on Dunkin' Donuts. Um, and that's not necessarily a difficult feat because um, if you're buying Dunkin' Donuts uh, five days a week, that's 52, <clears throat> uh, well, I don't, yeah, just about 50, let's call it 52 weeks times 50, that's $2,500. That's $10 a day every week of the year is $2,500. So I only spent $1,500. That means I didn't eat Dunkin' Donuts every day. Of course, I didn't. I, you know, every five day week, I, I was only, I was counting the days as five day weeks, business days, right? So that means I didn't do it every week, but I did it often enough that I went up to $1,500. $1,500 could have done a lot. You know, the first car I ever owned cost me $450. Anyhow, but when we look at our spending habits, our subscriptions, Roblox and all these other little trinkets and stuff that we buy and keeping up with these materialistic holidays and um, trying to impress people or uh, impulse spending or guilt trip spending or um, retail therapy or uh, you know you know in some communities you know if you follow rap music you end up getting locked up so you got to pay lawyers you know you're driving without insurance might get locked up for that your license gets suspended you know whatever the case may be whatever you know what i mean like you really costs come up things happen you know and um there's almost i mean you know now that we have ai and and, and there's going to be a rise in automation um a lot of jobs are getting eliminated um in a sense you know uh they just closed down Sports Illustrated, but supposedly it's due to um, 
losing licensing, not being able to pay their licensing fees. They weren't able to pay their licensing fees because nobody's really read, reading magazines anymore. Um, I know that uh, the Gothamist at one point, I thought that he went out of business, but they just, uh, I guess they just revamped themselves. I know that the Village Voice, which is a, a newspaper that I like to read, the Village Voice uh, went out of business. Um, anyhow, what I'm saying is that you know, you got to try to check your spending habits. I was just looking at um, some comments in a video where somebody was talking about affording um, somewhere to live and all these things. This person probably commented from some uh, place like maybe Louisiana, Alabama, Mississippi, you know, where housing is more affordable um, or in some rural area because they said they uh, they were able to buy a home. And they were on. They had a, they had a household in, income household income of thirty five thousand dollars. Now, let's say you go back ten years ago, uh, a little more than ten years ago. Go back to two thousand nine. When is two thousand nine? Go back fifteen years ago. Which wow, two thousand nine is fifteen years ago. Okay, go back to two thousand nine. You could have got a house, you know, for two hundred thousand dollars. Decent sized house. I mean, you know, a starter home. A starter home for two hundred thousand dollars. Right now, a starter home is twice, maybe two more than twice that. A starter home is five hundred thousand dollars. You know, um, so anyhow, so it, it, the affordability was there at one point, and now it's getting further and further away. So anyhow, I identify that. And, and I've always been talking about multi-generational households. And the guy was, I was listening to, to, to today was talking about the same thing. He said, stay at home as long as possible. Make a contribution to your family while you're still, still there. And, div, and, and, and build yourself, you know, build up your marketability and build up your earning potential by going to school or developing your skills. And contribute to your family. You can give your parents a little bit of money or whatever the case may be. But your costs are basically covered. You, you know they're gonna cook your food for you, and they're gonna they're gonna um pro, you know they're gonna pay the majority of the bills. You're just helping out a little bit, and you help out wherever you can. You know, so multi generational households are a good good way to go about things. But guess what? Our desires end up trapping us, in my opinion. When you want something, that's when you get caught. So let me go back to what I was saying because I said that you know when when people are selling a product or whatever I said they have to get something to grab you. There's something has to grab your attention. Whether somebody's selling a product or they're trying to scam you online. Yeah, I was talking about people scamming online. So somebody, somebody's going to scam you online. Talk about some bitcoins. Somebody's going to scam you online. Send you racy pictures so that you can send your your own racy pictures. Then they sex they, they engage you in sextortion and say that they're going to spread your images online unless you pay this money and this has happened to people they also have these romance scams that are online etc it doesn't have to be online people scam you on the street i remember i used to walk on jamaica avenue and these guys you know they would walk by and say yo man um matter of fact i don't even have to walk on jamaica avenue i was near my house the other day a guy pulled up in a brand new tahoe it could have been a rental with his baby in the car Maybe he had a whole bunch of jewelry on him. He had jewelry on him. He said, hey, man, um, I'm just here visiting from Florida, and I'm stranded. And uh, 
I'll give you my chain, man. If you can just give me some money, it don't matter, you know. Whatever, it don't matter what you got, you know. Just um, I just need enough money to get some gas to to whatever, whatever, whatever he said, right? So he put the chain in my like he was either he put the chain in my hand or he was offering me the chain, which is two things. Which it doesn't matter if it was the guy on Jamaica Avenue or the guy that pulled up in the car. The guy on Jamaica Avenue that did it to me was a black guy. The guy that tried to do it to me the the other day was a was a either um, was a was like a, I don't I don't know. You would call him a gypsy. I don't know what country gypsies are from. So he's from like uh, Eastern Europe somewhere. Uh, Eastern Europe all the way down to Persia, Turkey around that area. So he put the chain in my hand. I said, "No, nah, I can't take a chain, man." So I gave it back to him, and he said, "Man, whatever you can give me, man." I said, "No, nah, no, nah, I ain't got it right now." Matter of fact, I had somewhere to go and I had something going on. I actually had money in my pocket, but I knew that he was scamming me. So whether it's the guy on Jamaica Avenue or whether it's the guy that pulled up near my house, the chain is fake. The chain is a, um, is a, what do you call, uh, whatever. It's a fake gold chain. So the guy on Jamaica Avenue, he's just applying to your greed, just like the people on Instagram that solicit you and say, oh, you know, you can make some money doing nothing. I'm going to show you how to flip Bitcoin. Just send me the Bitcoin and I'll do it for you or whatever. Or the romance scammers or whatever. So the guy on Jamaica Avenue is, is, is applying to your greed because he's like, oh, this big gold chain, you know, it's going to give me social approval. Um, uh, it's worth more than what he's asking for. He just wants $40 for this, you know. So, you know, if you're gullible or, well, not really gullible, but if you're inexperienced, um, or you're trusting, then that happens to you, which most people like to be trusted. You know, these people, these predators, they prey on our our weaknesses of being trusted. Also our greed and our desires, right? So anyhow, so both of the guys, I was able to get out of both of those situations. Said, no, nah, I don't have it. Once you say you don't have it, they just it's over. The guy with the with the little baby in the back. With the gold chain and the gold all over the baby, I said, you know what? You can go to the pawn shop, give it to the pawn shop. They'll give you more money than I could give you. And then when you have the money, you can come back and buy your chain back. So I guess my brain was clicking that day. So I had a, a long, a more lengthy excuse than the guy on Jamaica Avenue. The guy on Jamaica Avenue, I said, I don't got it. I just went and bought, I think I just, I, I think I was shopping for sneakers that day. So I did have the forty dollars. I had probably about fifty dollars because usually when I buy my shoes or buy anything I already have a budget of what I'm gonna spend and I'm not gonna spend anymore and I typically don't spend more than $50 for my shoes and that's since I was in high school that's over almost 30 years ago I haven't spent more than $50 on shoes anyhow so one is they're all playing on my need for social approval because why do you wear a gold chain yes you might wear a gold chain because it looks nice whatever but in a certain low vibration environment which that's the assumption that they're going on when they're trying to hustle me they're going on the presumption that i subscribe which i do i subscribe to low vibration social approval and all that so but just not to that level or maybe just not that way so both of them are applying on my need for social approval because if I get this chain now oh I'll walk around with a big chain oh people will look at me differently both of them are applying to my greed in that oh I'm gonna pay a small amount for something and we're gonna get a bigger value than what I'm p 
paying for it. Both of them are using a psychological um, manipulation by putting it in my hand. Because now that I have it, I'm bonded. I'm becoming somewhat bonded to it. I'm becoming somewhat attached to it. And then the Persian or whatever guy, the gypsy guy, he was additionally manipulating me by having the little baby in the car. So anyhow, when you want something, that's when you get trapped. I didn't need a chain. I didn't want a chain. I got a chain on already. Right? I got a silver chain that my mother gave me for my high school graduation. I've been wearing it for the past, I don't know, almost 30 years. Almost more than close to 30 years. That's the only chain I ever need. I, I used to not wear it initially. Anyhow, you don't want to know that story. I wear it every day. I don't take I don't ever take it off. The um so what am I saying? So when you want something, that's when you get trapped, in my opinion, right? When in I think it's Buddhism. In Buddhism, when you reach nirvana is when you don't want anything. You don't want anything. You can give up anything. Nothing is holding you to the earth. You're reaching nirvana. This is my words now. You're reaching nirvana because you're detached from all material. Even your own body. Even your own will. None of your wants. Hunger. Loneliness. Fear. Hate. Love. You're detached from every single physical sense, sensory, whatever, input. Every input and every uh, response and every reaction, you're, you're, you're just detached from it. That's when you reach nirvana. You're detached from it. So that's when you find peace. When you don't want anything, you don't need anything. It's all, you're at peace. There's no desire. There's no expectation. You're at peace. So we see in life, we get disappointed because we have expectation. Which are some of these things that are just natural animal instinct that we, you know, I mean, I totally understand. Like I said, I'm on the low vibration, you know, 80 IQ, C student, matter of fact, C minus probably. You know, I'm, I'm not lauding myself as whatever, you know what I'm saying? I just keep telling you, I failed calculus one twice, I failed calculus two twice, I took calculus three. One time, I think I got a D or something. They must have gave me a pass. Fluid dynamics, I had to take that twice. You know, I, I don't I don't pay attention. I'm not, you know, I'm not beyond it. But I realize that's what it is. When you want something, that's when you get trapped. A fish, you catch a fish using bait. You catch, they hunt moose using bait. 
pheromones. They hunt deer using pheromones. They use bait to catch them. Now, this is very unfortunate that the hunter or the salesperson or the devil or whatever is using bait based upon our natural instincts in order to catch us, trap us, destroy us and devour us it's unfortunate um it's unfortunate um but that's how it seems to work so if you don't want anything it's not saying that nothing bad is going to happen to you but if you don't want anything on this physical plane it's hard to for you to be trapped you know it's hard for you to be trapped you know so I think religion, most religions, are supposed to be gearing you up for that. Um, and um, according to Buddhism, if that where if that's where Nirvana comes from, that's the path to peace, internal peace. And if you got peace inside of you, that's the way to peace on earth, in my opinion. The people that are causing problems, they don't have peace internally. They're driven by their desires, which sometimes are misguided or put in the wrong direction. But if they didn't want anything, they wouldn't have to, they wouldn't be subject to their desires. They wouldn't be subject to their desires if they didn't want anything. That's like, you know, I'm like repeating myself. And you can just stop listening from this point because I'm just going to keep repeating myself. I'm not really saying anything. Um... I'm not saying anything profound. I'm not saying anything special, really. Um, yeah, you know, the desires. That's what traps you. That's what gets you hemmed up. That's what gets you caught up. Um, you know, look at drugs. <clears throat> look at food. <clears throat> look at coitus, a.k.a. S-E-X. Look at relationships look at um, materialism consumerism consumption keeping up with the Joneses envy, jealousy you know look at all these things these are desires in my opinion unchecked or or I mean not really unchecked but you know we all have these desires but we got to Try to keep them in check, you know, balance them out with a little bit of saying, do I really need this thing? Do I really need this thing? And when I get this thing, what am I do with this thing? And is this thing sustainable? I don't really need this thing, you know. I don't. This thing is going to cause me problems, you know. You know, when that wolf sees the food in the trap and puts his foot in it, steps on the pressure trap or whatever and his foot gets caught he's like was it really worth it man was it really worth it losing my leg was it really worth it starving to death like he doesn't know it's just a wolf he doesn't know what this device this machine is and we're just the same I think we're just the same in the sense that we don't know what every snare we don't know every trap until we're in the trap until we're in the trap we don't even see the trap a lot of the times till we're on the other side 
because the environment that we're in is always evolving and always changing. Crack didn't exist in the 1900s. Well, they had heroin, they had opium, they had marijuana. They didn't have crack, Xanax, fentanyl, carfentanyl, methamphetamine. They didn't have that in 1901, all the way up till started exploding in the 70s, the 60s and the 70s. Well, yeah, I, I that's what I would think. Anesthesia was developed. And then, I mean, well, not really. Cocaine was already, oh, cocaine was around. I'm sorry, because cocaine, they used to put the cocaine in the Coca-Cola. So cocaine was around, but crack wasn't around. Xanax, crystal meth, all these other things, they weren't around. Oxycontin, all these things, these are developed within my lifetime. And uh, so someone who's saying, you know, I just sniff a little cocaine sometime. Ain't nothing, man. You know, I don't do it all the time. I don't do it on the clock. That's what people, I did. that's not even funny, but people who are addicts, I mean, I don't know anybody who uses cocaine. I know people that abuse alcohol and they say, oh, I don't do it on the clock. Oh, I'm not drunk at work. I don't drink on the job. I don't drink when I'm got to work. You know, you don't drink at work, but you're drunk all the time. You're drunk nine o'clock in the morning. You're having physical fights with homeless people. Anyhow, the, um, so the trap that you had before the trap, the trap that you know now, isn't the trap that's going to get you later on. Like, we didn't know that, oh, well, you know, there's PFOAs and the Teflon plates. We just thought, oh, nonstick pot. Wonderful. Nonstick pot is the greatest thing. Let me get a nonstick pot. Oh, now the nonstick pot, the materials in it go inside your body and never come out. Oh, I want the, the clothes that, you know, are rain resistant. Oh, the chemicals from the rain-resistant clothes are in the water and everywhere and even in the fetuses. And now no water is free of PFOA on the planet except water that comes from glaciers. That gives me a good idea. If we want to sell pure water, we got to go all the way up to the Arctic and take the ice cubes and, and get clean water. Water, ice that's been frozen for... I don't know how long has that ice been frozen. The ice has been frozen for, I don't know, centuries, maybe millennia. That's where the pure water is. As far as I understand, salt water doesn't really freeze. So if that water, if that ice is up there, that ice is, is, uh, is fresh water. Anyhow, um, but yeah, the trap that's gonna get you, you know, you're gonna you're gonna figure that trap out. Maybe if maybe it's too late, maybe it takes you out. Maybe that trap takes you out. It took out a lot of people. Look at rap music. Rap music sent a lot of people to prison. Rap music, uh, you know, a lot, you know, cause cause a lot a lot of people to lose their lives. Rap music marketed and pushed gang theology, gang culture. Now you got hundreds of children in Chicago dead, hundred children and adults. Almost every big celebrity rapper that came out of Chicago has 
suffered a shooting. Little Reese got shot twice. King Yellow got shot. He's, they both survived. King Vaughn got killed. Who's the other one? So many. So many, so many, so many. And the gang culture that they subscribe to, because anyhow, the gangs were existing before the rap music. The, 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 the different lords, whatever they're called, I don't know their names. The different gangs from Chicago, they were gangs when the Italians were around. They were gangs after that. But those gangs were more business-oriented and territory-oriented and it was circle around business. Now we just circle around somebody on a tweet. You disrespect me on a Twitter, on Twitter, or on Facebook, or something like that. And now the war starts. And then there's retaliation after retaliation after retaliation. Anyhow, so that's another trap. The glorification of drugs. Trap people in addiction. Trap people in prison. Creating generations of poverty and a generational curse. Oh, so, you know, reaching nirvana... I think is the goal to not want anything but in that process is funky though the fact that we still gonna have to work we still gotta work we still gotta pay bills we still gotta eat food we still gotta shuttle the kids to school we still need a car to drive we still gotta placate our family members and buy them material things so that they think that we value them because they subscribe to this illusion they subscribe to the illusion that material is value. Material things are value. And material things is how you show how much you care about and love and value your your uh, your loved ones. If you don't get it for them, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. You're in trouble. So, what's different from that? And saying the devil is deceiving us and the devil is whatever the case may be. It's not really the devil. It's us doing it to ourselves because we desire things. And we can stop a lot of these things at any time by saying, listen, I don't subscribe to that. I'm not getting you a gift. And whatever you decide to do as a result of that, it doesn't matter to me because I'm already at Nirvana. If you don't care about me anymore, guess what? I'm all right. I'm at peace with it because I'm at peace. I'm at Nirvana already. So if I don't get you a gift and you don't talk to me anymore, oh well, I'm at peace. I know, you know, that's it. So anyhow, not saying that I'll, I'll ever get to Nirvana, but sounds nice enough. Sounds like a goal to aspire to maybe when I'm retired and, um, and my son is self-sufficient and I can just... I don't know. What would I do with myself? What would I do with myself after I reach Nirvana? What would I do with myself? I guess I just live. Just live as minimally as possible. Anyhow, thanks for listening.